Welcome to Men Alive, where we examine biblical principles for becoming conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, a consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. Dr. Jim. I love the story of Daniel. If he were alive today, we could say he was being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. The prophet Ezekiel reports that God was planning to punish the people for their disobedience. Ezekiel says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, when a land sins against me by persistent unfaithfulness, I will stretch out my hand against it. I will cut off its supply of bread, send famine on it, and cut off man and beast from it. Then he adds, Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord God. Daniel was one of the three men God considered to be righteous, the kind of man who chooses to live in obedience to God's word. In the first chapter of the book of Daniel, we are told this young man, likely only 16 or 17 years old, was taken as a prisoner to Babylon. Scripture says he, Daniel, along with three friends, was chosen because he was, quote, strong, healthy, and good-looking, well-versed in every branch of learning, gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and suited to serve in the royal palace. Then verse 17 says, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. Then scripture adds, and God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. Keep in mind a few amazing facts. Daniel had no internet. Daniel had no iPhones, computers, Google search engines, nothing. He did not even have electricity. The fascinating truth is that the entire scriptures from Genesis and the Old Testament to Revelation and the New Testament was lived and recorded before electricity was even discovered. The entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation, a span of how many thousand years, was written by hand, preserved and recorded by scribes without electricity. As a man living today, try to visualize life without electricity. No light bulbs, candles. No elevators, walking up and down stairs. No medical devices, monitors, hospital equipment, no computers, no iPhones, no chargers, no batteries, no stoves, refrigerators, freezers, irons, vacuums, radios, none of these things. No motors, no planes, no trains, buses, cars. Very little would move. We'd be back to walking, pulling carts, rowing, and riding horses. Yes, Jim, I can visualize it. I remember that summer camp where we taught our Standing Strong Through the Storm seminar with the Russian translators in Central Asia, where they had no electricity. We went to bed when it was dark, and we got up with the roosters when it was light. But that was only for a few days. One friend told me, if the Lord does not return soon and the power goes out, all of us, from Africa to America, will be entering the new dark age. No pun intended. Daniel chapter 1 verse 5 says, Daniel was found to have insight, understanding, and wisdom filled with divine knowledge and understanding. 
Let's first distinguish between human knowledge and divine knowledge. Human knowledge is relatively easy to acquire. We are bombarded daily with information that gives us access to knowledge. As Paul told Timothy, some people are ever learning yet never coming to the knowledge of the truth. One university philosopher told me I can never commit myself to anything that is called truth because tomorrow someone may prove that truth is no longer true. So truth is only what I know it to be today. I suppose that is his human knowledge expressing itself. But Daniel had divine knowledge, the kind that only God can give. For example, the king had a dream and asked his wise men to interpret the dream. They said, tell us the dream and we will tell you what it means. The king said, no, you tell me what it I dreamed and then I will believe that you can tell me what it means. The magicians responded by saying, that is impossible. Only the gods can tell what a person has dreamed. The king was angry and was going to kill all his advisors until Daniel said, my God can tell the king what he dreamt. So Daniel was taken to the king and in a short period of time, the Lord revealed to him what the king had dreamed and gave the interpretation of the dream to the king. That is called divine knowledge. Jim, before we go further with examining Daniel's life, let me remind our listeners that this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. At the end of the program, we'll share how and where you can ask your pressing questions of Dr. Jim and get an expanded script of this lesson. Men Alive is a listener-supported radio program and podcast and is a production of the ministry Go Teach Global. We invite you to come visit us on our website at GoTeachGlobal.com. There you will find background information about Dr. Jim, and the second page gives you an opportunity to listen to any or all of these Men Alive recorded programs on many different topics. You also can make a tax-deductible donation to the Canadian and USA registered charity Go Teach Global. This will help Dr. Jim and me to respond to the many requests we receive to teach our seminars in low-income areas of the world where opportunities to learn are sometimes limited. Jim and I have also written a book titled Standing Strong Through the Storm. It's in its third edition and has been translated into more than 48 languages. You'll find some videos of Standing Strong teaching on the Go Teach Global website as well as YouTube links to 12 webinar videos recently offered on the topics from the text. You can help us make a difference. Go to GoTeachGlobal.com today. So what does it mean, Jim, when Scripture says Daniel had insight, understanding, and wisdom? If insight means you have an accurate and deep understanding of the facts or the situation, then understanding also means you have the ability to comprehend the principles related to the event or action. And finally, wisdom in a biblical sense means being able to apply God's principles in a timely manner. Jesus taught in Matthew 11 that wisdom is justified by her children or as another translation says, vindicated by her deeds. Wisdom is knowing how to apply knowledge. Let me suggest wisdom is applying the correct insight with the correct understanding at the correct time to achieve the correct results. 
Daniel had that kind of wisdom and balanced judgment. Though scripture says God gave Daniel an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of wisdom and literature, and God gave Daniel special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams, we see in scripture that Daniel was determined to obey God and would not defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. Doesn't that sound similar to what we mean when we talk about being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ? Paul, for a man listening to this broadcast today, to be considered righteous in God's eyes like Daniel, what does that mean to you? I remember when my father was pastor at the church where you and I first met back in 1955. He always read the King James English version of the Bible, and it said, Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. That old English word, purpose, carries a focus that means Daniel was determined or had the intention not to sin against God. I can honestly say I wish I had that determination in my heart when I was a kid in high school. Me too. As a couple of older men, we can look back and see that it starts with how we think in our mind, moves to our attitude, in our heart, and then gets applied in our actions or our habits. That sounds like the old head-heart-hands analogy I've heard you teach. It's based on Acts 2.37. After Peter had finished preaching about Jesus, Scripture says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Righteousness begins with hearing or reading a truth in our head that convicts and cuts to our heart so that we ask, What shall we do? Our hands. I think that is what happened in Daniel's life from a very early age. But Jim, what about those older men listening today who are past their teen years and have never yet made that decision to accept Jesus Christ as their Redeemer, obey his teachings, and act like a disciple of Jesus Christ? How does the life of Daniel apply to them? Never too late. The Bible says, Now is the day of salvation. The thief on the cross beside Jesus understood with his head, this is the promised Messiah, the King of the Jews, dying for me as the perfect Passover Lamb of God, and he believed in his heart, and then literally with outstretched arms and hands said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus say? I assure you, this day you will be with me in paradise. I think Daniel had that same worldview. He believed God is sovereign and in control. Even as a 16-year-old away from home, away from parents, on his own, he was determined to follow God's laws, not eat meat that had been offered to idols or unclean according to Levitical law. This is the Daniel the Bible says was righteous. Words change in meaning, Jim. And in our world where people are not familiar with words used in Scripture, The word righteous has almost changed to imply someone who is proud or self-righteous. I'm not certain all listening would know what it means, like Daniel, to be righteous. Agreed. To be righteous includes many virtues. Jesus taught that unless our righteousness exceeded that of the Pharisees, we could not be saved. So being righteous is related to our behavior. Perhaps one of the best descriptions of how to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ is found in Philippians 4, 8. Paul says to the church, 
Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Jesus fulfilled these qualities, and I suspect Daniel did as well. There you have it, men. It begins with our beliefs in our head that controls what we think. It moves into our heart with our attitude that becomes our character. And it is evidenced in our hands by our actions or how we behave. For a printed copy of this program's teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim. His address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conformed to the image of Jesus Christ.